What's up, dope folks? It's your girl, Natima Cherie, influencer, with another episode of Her Say. I hope you guys are having a really dope day. It's been some bad weather here in the Maryland area, and you know what? That really hasn't helped um, my mood at all. I got to be honest with y'all. I've been in a funk lately, trying to shake it, um, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit. Talk to you guys a little bit about why I've been in this space, or why I recognize that I've been in this space. And I know that y'all can relate. And that's why it's always so important for me to jump on here in the most transparent and candid way, because I think when we're fake and phony and we always smile and we're always happy and we're always feeling on top of the world, people don't really get help that way, right? Because that's not realistic. I don't give a damn how popping your life is. It is not always perfect. I don't care how much money in your bank account, your life is not always perfect. I don't care how fine your man or how stacked your girl your life is not always perfect. And so I love to come on here in a transparent way. Even when I feel like I might be embarrassed by some of what I share, I really can't focus on that. I only focus on who it might help. And that's really what I'm about, living my life in a way that it would inspire and help others. If I've helped one person before I die, I've done my job and I please God. And I know a lot of people after my last episode was in my inbox and in my DM questioning my relationship with God. And one thing, if you know anything about me, you know me personally, you know, I don't defend anything, let alone my relationship with God. It may not look like yours. My walk may not line up with yours, but it's there. It's present. I talk to God on a regular basis. And guess what? If he wasn't happy with something I've done or I'm doing, he will check me. I don't need you to. So all of that phony, I'm I'm just saying this in love, keep that because those vibes are not real and that's not love. And you should revisit your word before you approach anybody in that way. So now that I got that out the way, I just want to say how much I've missed you guys. I hope you all had a dope new year. My new year was real quiet, which is cool. Um, I just celebrated 38 years of life on Tuesday. And I have to tell you, it was probably the worst birthday I've had in a long time, but I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to treat myself to what I feel like I deserve because you know what? At the end of the day, I'm alive. And that (laughs) was a good day. Um, But in terms of feeling special, that one day of the year that we all get to feel like is our own personal holiday, I did not have that. Um, And I want to shout out my friends who tried to make me smile. So big shout out to Chris Jones, um, to my homeboy Damo. I'm not going to put your whole whole government out there. (laughs) He would kill me. But you guys are my love tap for today, as well as my wifey boo, Chrissy Jacobs of Crown and Glory. You guys did such an amazing job to try and cheer me up. I really can't pray for better friends. And I got other homeboys and homegirls that reached out to me again or as well and tried to make me feel loved. But you guys went over the top and I really appreciate it. Y'all are solid. Y'all are family. And I, I really do thank God for y'all connections. But um, we, we switched up our format for the new year. We are still in season two, but we did switch up the format just a little bit. So you're going to see some new introductions of segments. Um, I'm going to have more guests this year. I definitely want to talk about other subjects. I feel like I always focus on like goals and life and things like that, yet never really introduce you guys to my professional side, right? What did I invest in, in terms of academic training? and What do I do for a living? How can I leverage that on her say? Because her say really isn't devoted to one particular subject matter. I actually like to talk about everything, grocery shopping, all the way to internships. Um, and so I'm going to start doing more of that. I just feel like the two seasons I was in when I first launched the show and then the one after really was more focused on um, self-love, self-awareness, things like that. But we are going to start to move out of that just a little bit and into some new topics this, this year. So I hope you guys will stick with me and get excited. But as I mentioned, our format 
we'll always start with the welcome where I'll talk a little bit of shit at the, you know, the start of the, the start of the uh, show. Um, we do our love taps, which I just did. I shouted out a couple of my friends and their businesses. Um, moving forward, not today, because I really want to use this time wisely to focus on my subject. But moving forward, I'm going to introduce something called the Social Media Minute. Um, y'all know I'm not huge on social media, but a lot of my friends keep telling me I have to do better, especially being an influencer or self-proclaimed influencer, <laughs> that I got to do better at, you know, bringing uh, social media into my show. And so I'm going to do that um, each week. I will pick something that I notice on social media, whether it's a thread or a viral video or post that I, you know, got engaged in and, and kind of um, contributed to. And I'll just tell you guys what I think about it, my opinion on it, things like that. Um, I also want to start doing what's called true story. Again, y'all know I'm a lover of words and books. And so everything that I do always ties back to my affinity for literature. And so I want to have a segment. It'll be brief and won't be every show, but some shows I'm going to have something called True Story. And that's when I'll have a special guest that really just shares their story, you know, their life journey. Um, I'm a big proponent of knowing the journey, not just the success story, right? We always want to talk about where we are but we never want to talk about how we got there, right? I see it all the time on social media. We post, you know, that we have millions of followers and our bank account has millions of dollars, but how did you get there? You didn't wake up like that. You know, Donald Trump didn't loan you money. So how did you get there? And I think it's important we start sharing those stories. And so I'm going to be introducing a segment called True Story. Again, won't be every episode, but once in a blue I want to introduce y'all to some real dope people out here doing amazing things. Um, another one we're going to start having is called Shelf Awareness. If you follow me on my main page, which is Natima Sheree or Natima underscore Sheree, rather, you'll see that that whole book, that whole, excuse me, page is built around my love for books. Um, and I want to bring that to the show. So I'm going to start making book recommendations and, you know, literary recommendations during the show. Again, not today. I'm just introducing all of this, but I don't have time to do it today. But I will be doing shelf awareness where I just share a book that I think you guys should pick up and read. I'm not going to review it. I have a whole nother channel for that or a whole nother page for that rather, but just give you some um, some literary recommendations. Um, so with all that said, one thing I am going to do today, um, and I'll do it before we close out the show, is your daily dose of dopeness. And that's going to be just a quote of the day or a thought of the day or something to consider for the day and the week ahead. Um, and I will do that at the end of the show. So jumping right into what our topic is, let me get this topic intro out the way. Today I'm talking about dangerous ambition. And the reason I want to discuss this with you guys is because that's the space that I'm in. I believe that my ambition and drive has gotten to a very dangerous place. Um, and I know that sounds weird, right? Because it's like ambition can't be bad. Being ambitious is a good thing, but is it? You know, um, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how I've recognized what my ambition has done, how it's caused me to be dismissive at times. It's caused me to isolate myself. I know super Christians love to talk about how when God is elevating us, he isolates us. That's not always the case. That's not always the case. It, it could be sometimes, but it's not always. And I think it's become an excuse for us to um, fail at friendships and relationships and marriages. And we blame it on ambition and we blame it on God elevating us and calling us to a higher place. Um Again, I don't know how many of my followers are believers, and it's fine. You know, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. You choose which delight that you want. But one of the scriptures that I always think of 
when I think of elevation is, uh, you know, the transfiguration. And I remember God had his core disciples. Jesus had his core disciples with him when he experienced that and they were able to witness that. And so that was an elevated moment. Yet there were still people by his side. He still had, you know, his crew, you know, he still had his gang gang right there. Um, and, and that scripture really helps me to recognize that you're not always going to be by yourself. There are going to be seasons where you are, because in the same way, when um, Christ was, you know, praying in the garden of Gethsemane, he did have to go off away from the disciples. But what did he say? Pray with me. Right. So your people still going to be with you. They still going to be doing things with you. You just may have to step away for a moment to be by yourself. But um, I said all that to say, you know, this whole isolation for elevation is just it's a cliche. We need to let die in 2020. We need to stop telling people that you can only be successful by yourself because that's just not true. That is just not true. Um, and so I really want to abandon that mindset and I've carried it for a long time, you know, in my own ignorance, I didn't recognize that I was doing more harm than good, believing that and letting that manifest in my actions. But now maturing, reaching places of maturation, I'm letting stuff like that go because you know what? I do need people. Um, and one of the things that I say constantly to my friends is stop living like we don't need people. Stop living like you're never going to get old or you're never going to get sick and you're never going to need anybody because you are and you will. And sometimes your children just won't be enough. You know, you're going to need others. And so it's so important that you cultivate and preserve healthy relationships and love people. Um, so getting back to the subject, I always I always get away from what I want to chat about Um but getting back to dangerous ambition, um, clearly some amount of ambition is healthy, right? It's good for you, right? It's motivating. It, it builds your drive. It supports your vision. It helps you to be focused. It, it you know, drives your goals, things like that. Without ambition, you wouldn't have started your own business. You wouldn't have went back to school. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we achieve our goals in life because of ambition. But excess ambition, too much of it can really be dangerous. And I'm learning this right now and it's scaring me. Um, too, much, too much ambition has caused me to burn out. It's caused me to be stubborn. Um, my ambition has developed mommy guilt because I choose work all the time. I choose you know, chasing dreams and goals and new clients and, and promotions. And I do see lack in my home as a result of that. Um, my ambition, my dangerous levels of ambition has caused friendships to fall off. It's caused me to have, you know, problems in my relationships. And, and again, I'm not making excuses. You know, these are not excuses for what other people have done and for other people's actions. But just being accountable to my own, I recognize where my unhealthy levels of ambition or my excess ambition has really caused me to be neglectful. It's caused me to be dismissive. It's caused me to be aggressive. Um, and as a result, I'm in a very frustrated place. And what I mean by that is I have never been okay with mediocre living. I always want the best, the greatest, the strongest, the, the, you know what I'm saying? The dopest, like, Everything I desire has to be top notch, has to be top level. And it's not about being bougie or materialistic. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm speaking about quality of life. 
You know, I want to live fulfilled. I want to travel the world and speak. I want to write books and I want to impact, you know, the literary community. I want to change education. I want to change law. Like it's so much I want to do. And I recognized I was chasing all these different directions at the same time. And it was causing me to split my whole life. It was causing me to pull myself in so many different ways that I wasn't focused on anything. I had my hands on everything and wasn't completing anything. And that was because of my ambition. Um, And so I really had to have some introspective moments and some humble moments and some prayed praying cried out moments to recognize that that was my issue. I kept blaming blaming it on being overwhelmed at work and you know having too many clients and demands and having my two children that I'm raising, you know, as a single mom and you know I was blaming it on everything except really looking at myself like no, you just trying to do too much. <laughs> and that's really what it is. And so I'm not saying that it's bad to be ambitious. I'm not saying that ambition is not a good thing, but when it's too much and it becomes overwhelming, what then do you do? It's okay to desire to be successful, it's to desire power and wealth, to have specific goals, whether academic, financial, spiritual, um, social, you know, those things are okay, but it's also necessary to be strategic and, you know, mindful of where you're splitting your time and your efforts and your energy. And that's something that I was failing miserably at doing, you know, um, perfect example. My, um, my oldest daughter does a lot, right? She's in track and gymnastics and dance at her church. And she just does all of these things. And she's only 11. And she said to me the other day, she says, you know what? I'm tired. (laughs) And I said, well, go get in the bed, baby. She goes, no, I am tired. I have to be a student. I have to be a good gymnast. I have to be a good track runner. I have to be, mommy, I'm tired. And it wasn't until my 11 year old said that to me that I recognized that's my problem. I'm tired. I am working full time in a corporate role at that, in an executive corporate role. You know, I run a business and I have a number of clients. I have two children that I'm raising, you know, as a single mother. Um, You know, I'm involved in my community. I do all this type of volunteer work. I have a mom and a dad that I help and I help siblings. And I was like, you know what, baby girl, I'm with you. I am tired. And, you know, it, it really, it's almost like an epiphany or an aha moment where I was like, that's my problem. It's not that, you know, I don't want great things and it's not that I'm not working toward great things, but I literally was burning myself out slowly and didn't recognize it. I had this attitude for no reason. Everything frustrated me. Everything made me angry. I snapped on people for nothing, you know, and it wasn't that I wasn't getting enough sleep at night. But if you're asleep physically and your mind is still going because you got 50 million things on the brain, it's like you never rested. It's as if you never went to bed. Just because you laid down for eight hours with your eyes closed and was snoring doesn't mean your mind shut off. And that's what this over and excessive ambition is doing to me. So, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm not discouraging you from being ambitious. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but you do have to recognize is my ambition causing me to be disruptive 
Is it causing me to be counterproductive? Am I still achieving things? Am I completing anything? And again, I'm having a truth moment. I'm working on so much stuff and I'm not completing anything. My book is still pending. Mind you, I'm supposed to have that thing out this spring. I still have not finished it, let alone started editing. I haven't even finished writing it. Why? Because I didn't put my hands in 50 million other things. I'm working on opening the bookstore. I'm working on, you know, um, I'm participating and contributing to an anthology. I'm working with my clients on their projects. I am all over the place. And I'm like, that is not healthy. And the reason I'm sharing this is because how many of you go through that? How many of you desire personal achievement, are determined and ambitious enough to go after everything you want out of life, but haven't created a plan? You have no strategy. You have no execution model. You just you just doing right. And I blame a lot of that on social media. Not that we're not responsible for our own and accountable for our own actions and thoughts and deeds and things like that. We're mature. Right. But what I'm saying is we are easily influenced by what, by what we see others achieving and what we see others doing. And real talk says they're not sharing the whole story. They're not. They're giving you bits and pieces. They're showing you parts of the vision. Someone said to me this weekend that he was trying to go through a door and um, like all of us, he looked down and he saw a PU. So he immediately pushed the door and it didn't open. So he pushed the door again. So by the second attempt, he realized the door didn't say push. It said pull. But because all he saw was a part of the word, which was PU, he assumed it was to push. We do the exact same thing. We see a part of someone's success, a part of the vision, and we assume we know the whole story. And then we, we then take that and develop our own perspective. And then we like, I want that too. But we're not seeing everything that that person did. We're not seeing everything that that person went through. And so that's one of the things that I'm being intentional about this year, paying attention to the whole vision, asking God for direction about the whole thing. Because me being overly ambitious without direction, me being zealous without knowledge, it's killing me. It's literally killing me because it's causing me to procrastinate. It's causing me to start something and not finish it. It's causing me to become frustrated and blame others for my lack. And you know what? It's really affecting all of my relationships. It's affecting me at work. It's affecting me at home. And so why I jumped on to share how dangerous my ambition has become is because I don't want you to go through this. I literally entered this funk and this, this depressive state for nothing. I wasted days and weeks of bad energy, or I should say I wasted good energy by sitting in bad energy for no reason. All because I didn't recognize that I was being self-destructive instead of productive. My, my excessive desire and my insatiable desire to be great without having a real plan or having a real vision or having real direction for it burnt me out. And then I became mad at God and mad at the world and mad at myself because I hadn't done anything and I hadn't accomplished anything and I hadn't finished anything. And it was really because I had been overly ambitious. And so I'm, I'm jumping on in, in full transparency to encourage you, stay goal motivated, stay motivated, stay, be the goal getter, be the goal digger, whatever the little cute cliche terms are, 
But be strategic and be wise. Build balance in your life. Allow your ambition to align with your vision. It should work in alignment, not against it. It should complement your vision, not interrupt it or hinder it. Ambition can be extremely dangerous when you're not self-aware. When you don't know who you are and what your triggers are, again, that ambition can work against you. You have to have a full view of self to understand how that can really destroy you because you'll go after all of these things and you'll bite off more than you can chew and then you're going to choke because you weren't ready for what you thought you were. I recognized this week in my prayer meditation time that I haven't yet reached levels of maturation that match the ambition that I think I possess. Like I want all this stuff and God's like, you're not ready for any of that. Like I got, all, I got this whole plan for 2020 for myself that I did not consult God with. I'm going to be all the way real with y'all. I ain't talked to God about none of it. I was like, God, I want it all. You're going to bless me with this. You're going to open this door. You're going to connect me with this person. I'm going to reach out to this celebrity. I'm going to do this. I didn't talk to God about none of it. I just, I just, I'm going to do it. And now I'm frustrated. We only, what, nine days into the new year and I'm already burnt out? Like, who does that? What the hell is going on, Team Cherie? And so if that's you, <laughs> if you're going through that, I just wanted to jump on and encourage you. Be ambitious, be motivated, be goal-driven, but be wise, be strategic. Don't desire something so much that you lose sight of what you're working on now. What's in front of you right now? I'm all for showing up big, right? Show up big, show up for the things that you want. But did you do everything that you were supposed to do for that moment? We don't throw a party and just show up to the venue. There's things that we have to do to prepare. You got to order the balloons. You got to get the caterer. You know what I mean? You have to send out the, the invites. You have to manage the RSVP list and guest list. If you haven't done any of that, how in the world are you going? You know what I mean? And it's, it's I, I remember I was watching, um, I was watching a sermon by Juanita Bynum and she made me laugh because she said, people out here talking about I'm going to open a pizza shop. You don't know the first thing about dough, sauce, ovens. You ain't did no research. You ain't did no legwork. You have not done your due diligence. And that's exactly what motivation and um, excessive, rather, ambition can do to us. We'll have this huge, grand vision for something great and haven't done any of the work. We haven't done any of the research. We haven't prepared. We haven't prayed. We haven't thought, is this even in my wheelhouse? Do I have the gifts to do this? I would love to sing. I wish God gave me a voice. He didn't. He didn't. And those of you who know me and know I always sing, y'all be like, Tim, please don't, honey. Karaoke is your thing. Don't you th- don't get on American Idol or America Got Talent. You will be sadly embarrassed. You have to know what you're good at, what your gifts are, what your temperament is, because all of that has to work in alignment. Your ambition has to be a complement to all of those things. So that's why being self-aware and knowing who you are is so key. You have to know who you are because if not, like I said, this ambition and this, this social media life, you'll be chasing and pursuing stuff that's not even for you. It's not even for you, sis, because guess what? You don't possess none of those attributes. You don't have none of those gifts. I'm an, um, a very administrative person. I, I can hand, let me tell you something. I'm so organized and structured from an administrative standpoint. I'm a visionary 
and I can see things. I'm a creative. I can come up with ideas and terms and, and, you know, themes and all of this stuff. Execution is not my talent. That's why God gives you people to help you. I'm a sanguine, honey. I am sanguine all day, every day. I mean, I have two, but sanguine is my stronger temperament, which means I'm the visionary and I'm the life of the party and I have all the ideas. I'm the creative and all that thing. But execution is not my strength. And so this is why God gives me a team and he gives me people who can say, okay, baby girl, you open in this bookstore. We found the venue. Now we're working with the contractors. Like, Tima, you got to move in phases because I'm trying. I just want the bookstore open. But half the store is, is got to be rebuilt. <laughs> you know, like, so, so my point is, the, the point I'm trying to make, you guys, don't lose your ambition, but scale it back if you need to so that you're not frustrated and burnt out and overwhelmed. And then you give up. Right. When things don't happen in our timeline and they don't happen the way we want it to or as fast as we want it to, we give up. And you could be on the brink of something amazing. Everything worth having is going to take time, it's going to take focus, it's going to take commitment, it's going to take consistency. But if you rush and burn out, you have nothing left to finish the race. I love the scripture that says that the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but to to they that endure. You got to stick, you got to stick with it. And sometimes excessive ambition can have you ready to run and take off. You ain't even got no kicks on. You out here running barefoot because you ain't paid attention to the details. Ambition can have us missing the details. We looking at the big picture perspective when those granular things matter too. It's great to have tunnel vision. It's great to have big picture perspective. But if you miss the small things and you miss the details, you would have just wasted all of your money and your time. I know people who buy these huge venues to start their businesses, their brick and mortar business, and they miss the inspection. So now when you don't open the business, your plumbing is is faulty. Your wiring is faulty. The land that your building is sitting on is, you know what I mean, is unstable. You got to pay attention to everything. And if the life you desire is worth living, guess what? Give yourself time to achieve it. There is no timeline. You are on your own clock. You are on your own watch. Stop competing with others and focus on what you're working on because I promise you everything will work out in the time that it's supposed to. But your ambition can rush you. And not only will you not do it excellent, it won't last. And if you're like me, you want something that's sustainable. I want my bookstore to be open for decades. I want to pass it on to my babies and they better keep it up too. I want something sustainable. And sometimes that means waiting my turn, waiting for my time. So I hope this inspires you and encourages you. It is a very humble thing for me to admit that that is where I am in life right now. I am in a very frustrated space and it's, I only have myself to blame. It's my fault. But I'm working through it. I'm working on it. I'm acknowledging where I've, I've failed. I've, I'm acknowledging where I've been overly ambitious <laughs> and I'm working on it. And so I hope this inspires you to just take a look, just take a step back and say, I have all this greatness in me and I have all these things that I want to achieve and accomplish. But am I being realistic about my timeline? Am I setting up milestones and giving myself opportunities to finish something? Before my ambition has my ambition has me working on something else. 
So don't fall into this, this spaces. Don't, don't become dangerously ambitious like I did. I love you guys. Um, I appreciate your, your faithfulness for always tuning into my show. I love being able to talk to you guys and share my stories. Um, and I, I want to leave you with this thought. And I don't know who said this, and I'm paraphrasing, but I read it yesterday and it just, it, it blessed my heart. And it said to focus on the def- the destination, not the speed. Because even if you get there quick, you may not get where you originally set out to go. So keep that with you. You guys be great. Know that you are amazing. Be sure to show the world and tell the world. Be dope.